You are listening to I Am Sherry Goodall, the podcast about starting a business as a midlife career woman. Conversations with friends, reviews, ideas, and random thoughts. Now here's Sherry. All right. First and foremost, how are you? How's the family? And we're we're recording just so you know. Yeah. And I can edit it too. Totally, totally fine. So I'm great. Thank you so much for asking. Um, The family is doing well. Um, DJ Beauty and the Beats is um, at home. (laughs) Uh, She is doing a lot of producing, but she's also a full-time student. So she's doing a lot of that online, um, although she's supposed to be on campus. But as you know, because of Corona, uh, on-campus classes have been canceled. So she has to, she stays at home. She does a a lot of her work there. Um, which has been great for her because she has really started to blossom in so many other areas that um, mm-hmm. she she had already written on her vision board to be quite honest, but she's seeing them to come she's seeing them come to fruition. So that's great. Zarya, mm-hmm. our oldest daughter, uh, yes. was hired by Delta because she wanted to be. Um, that's a long story that we can get into later, but yeah. um, she wanted to travel and that was really, really big for her. So she mm-hmm. um, was hired by Delta, went to uh, Orlando to visit her boyfriend just to say, hey, bye, I'm on my way for eight weeks of training. I won't be seeing you for a while. And yeah. when she went is when she got the letter that because of COVID, they could no longer accept new trainees. Oh no, that happened to a friend of mine with their job too. Yeah, and so she is still in Orlando, just waiting for things to settle down. Um, okay. And so that's where we are. And Warwick is doing great, which I have to let him know that I'm in an interview right now. Or else, you know, Warwick hey, is laughing. Hey, Warwick. said hello. Hey, Hey. Well, you guys, I'm so happy because you know you guys are my favorite family. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, I've always said. Now, what school is um, Beauty at? So she's at Full Sail University, and she That's is- That's my school. Really? Yes. I got my master's from Full Sail. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yes. What year did you graduate? Um, uh-huh. um, no, it's been, uh, 2000, what year are we in? 2020. So I graduated in 2012. I love it. She loves it. She loves- It's amazing. Yeah, she loves it. So she is, she started out in the engineering program um, and then decided that she wanted to go full on in music production instead. Um, the engineering Good. program program is more like the science behind sound and yes. learning how to create sound for movies and television yep. and just like all kinds of stuff. And But she really, really had a, a love for music production. So although she wants yes. to intertwine the two, she decided that she would go into music production and then, you know, evolve into the engineering later. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm an alumni. I actually was speaking to them recently because I was considering doing the um, online program for instructional design to -hmm. do the, um, I hadn't decided, I was leaning towards the certificate. Okay. But yeah, yeah, it's a great school. And um, I went to the campus and visited um, because I did my program online. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to go to the campus and see the sound stage and all that good right. stuff. Right. And um, yeah, so 
I did not walk. I should have. Now I regret not going, but I was busy working. <laughs> right. I was like, right. Ah, I like right. get work. I'm going to my graduation, but I didn't. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so you, you have a lot of new stuff going on. We do. And I wanted to introduce you and bring you onto the podcast because I really, this season was being very intentional about wanting to invite women onto the podcast that other women may be able to see themselves in. And I wanted to invite women who have taken a step outside of the norm um, that most women over a certain age and mostly I say 40 and over, um, sometimes we get in these conversations in our heads where it's like, oh, you know, I am. I don't think I can do that. I've got children. I've got a job. I've got, you know, we've got these laundry lists and we aren't willing or we don't know how to take the leap into what makes us happy and makes our soul happy. And I, you know, you were on my list of people and then you said you had something new going on. So I was like, hey. (laughs) So I'll tell you a bit about what we do. Um, We are now the brand amplifiers. And, you know, one of the things about, what we have been doing in the past is Warwick and I have always been really good at talking to people and recognizing that there's something special about them. And for most of us, whatever that special thing is, we were born with it. So it's not something you recognize as special because you've had it all your life, right? But then you enter into certain spaces and you realize that you're different. And a lot of those differences because we've had them all our lives, again, we perceive them as being not acceptable because they're different. But that is literally your superpower. And because Mm -hmm. Morgan and I have always really enjoyed motivating and inspiring people, um, our first clients were our kids, right? So (laughs) involuntarily, they became our first clients where you know we see something special in them and it's like yo like this is really amazing about you and then really just getting them to understand that this is your cape right like you can do this and so many other people can't and that makes you special and so with zaria hers in the beginning was that she was extremely flexible had zero fears this little girl would jump into a pool no floaties couldn't swim but she was like, I got this. I don't know what y'all doing, but I got this, right? And yeah. for me and and work, what we recognize is that ability to not think of the consequence of something and just do it is amazing. That is yeah. a gift. Everyone doesn't have that. And so the average parent is like, oh my God. And although we were frightened, we we're like, get the child some floaties so she could figure her life out. You got her floaty before we could even put on the second one. She had on one. You turn around to blow the second. She was already in the pool. And it's like, oh okay. My <laughs> I need you to wait. And she just was not getting that. And so we're like, okay, we need to put her in swimming classes. So we did. So we put her in swim classes. She accelerated far past the other children very quickly. And then, like I said, she was really flexible. So then we put her in gymnastics. So then from gymnastics, that honestly, our gymnastics bill was higher than our mortgage. Oh Every, my God, yeah, I can imagine. And we were like, okay, let's really just like think about the sustainability of this. How can we yeah. take what you're doing, but then like pivot into something that is number one, a little more affordable, especially for us at the time being young parents. 
Um, and the other was, for the most part, people who are in gymnastics, by the time you're 18, your career is over. You have to go into right. something else. So we're like, let's skip all the extra years that you got to put into this and figure out how we can use that same talent somewhere else. We lived in Las Vegas. And so she was, uh, we wanted her to be a, she wanted to be a dancer. And so that's something that we reintroduced to her. But we also lived in Las Vegas and we understood that a dancer to many may not be the same type of dancer that Las Vegas um, provides. And so right. we're like, you know, we should probably not live here <laughs> if we want mm -hmm. our kids to be a dancer because she's going to understand dance is something completely different. So we wanted her to be on the East Coast where there's a little bit more that goes into um, dance and people are a little more conservative and reserved. And although that's not necessarily our lifestyle, we thought it would be a good blend because of where we're from. You know, yes. so she would still have a bit of um, excitement in her, but she, we can blend it with something a little more tamed. So we came to DC where she um, went to Duke Ellington School of the Arts at, for as a ballet major. Okay. After doing that for four years, she was like, you know, I'm not sure if that's what I, I want. Actually, she didn't even come to that conclusion. She was doing it for a while. Um, she went to Pace University specifically for dance after her first day of class realized she had no dance classes. And she was like, uh, mom, I don't have dance classes. And I'm like, well, how's that possible? Cause you went for dance. She realized that she never applied to the dance school. Oh no. Right. And so I said to her, there's a reason that this happened. And she's like, well, what do you think it is? I said, the reason is that you're not passionate about dance because if you were passionate about dance, there's no way that that could have slipped through the cracks but it was mm -hmm. not important enough for you to continue following up. And that means that it does not have the level of importance that you think it has. And so right. we think that because you've been in dance most of your life, you think that's what you need to be doing, but that's not where your heart is. Right. And so um, she went to school for business um, and then she, we kind of sat her down and we're like, well, what do you, where do you see yourself? What do you want to do with yourself? And she was like, I just want to be a YouTuber. And I'm like, that's cool, but why? Let's talk about what is it about that that interests you? And so as she started talking about the lifestyle that it offered her, we were then able to see, well, what other things could offer the same lifestyle? And how can we provide a life for you to have several um, ways of bringing in income? And so mm -hmm. YouTube was one of them. So now she's a content provider. And, and so, yes, YouTube actually cuts her a check. You know, we talked about what does it look like for you as a YouTuber? What are you offering that everybody else is not? You know, what makes you special? Why would I tune into you? Who cares? Right. And so we allowed her to come up with what that looks like. She started to do yeah. it. Then um, when she part of that lifestyle was travel. We started looking up all things that included travel where she would get paid on a regular basis. We found lots of like contests and things like that um, where she could be a spokesperson, but we ran into a challenge. And that challenge was that everyone who won these competitions looked the same. Right. Zaria, no matter what she did, would never be blonde, white, with blue eyes. It was just not happening. Right, right. Right. So right. we figured, okay, we need to do something different. What does that look like? Something that you have a little more control over. 
And so we were like, well, what about being a flight attendant? Let's think about that. How yeah. can we take that? And you can, because flight attendants don't have regular nine to five jobs. So how can you take that and then bring your camera equipment with you and talk about all the places that you go? You know, and so that really, really interested her. And she was like, oh my God, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And so that's how she ended up in that world. What's more important about that, Takesha, is that, and this, I've known this since I've met you um, and your family, is that you and Warwick have this amazing way of allowing your children to flourish in their individuality and not boxing them into what you think they should do as parents and definitely not what society norms are, right? And then you um, have allowed them the freedom to grow and express who they are. But above all else, you've allowed them the ability to pivot and change when they felt they needed to, right? Right. Right. Talk about that. Um, Where does that come from for you? And and how does that... How does that come together in a marriage? Because there are sometimes one parent's that way and the other one's not. Right, right. So let me talk about the marriage piece first, right? Warwick and I have been married um, 23 years, together 24. We got married very, very young. So I was 18 years old and Warwick was 20. I think that has a lot to do with who we've become as a couple because we literally are like one person. It's very rare that you'll see him without me, me without him. He's in, like, I can look over and see him, you know, right now. Right. Um, and so in saying that, we grew up together. We raised each other. So it was easier to have one idea versus two separate households coming into one. Um, so that's what worked out for us. Right. Um, so 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 there's that. The thing about where it comes from, you always hear about the pendulum swing. Right. Like mm-hmm. you have wealthy, you you have people who have come from poverty and because they understood how that felt and would not wish that on anyone else, they give their kids sometimes a bit too much because they're trying to avoid their child having that issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are parents who were extremely wealthy and because they don't want their children to feel privileged, they leave their children with nothing um, for that particular reason because they understood how having too much kind of was a challenge for them, right? So our pendulum was, I'm Haitian. So I'm the first born in my family that was born on American soil. And my family, uh, my grandmother and grandfather came from Haiti in 1971 and then my grandmother in 1972. And then they brought their kids one by one every year as they could afford to. Um, Mm -hmm. My family, um, was middle class family. I mean, they they paved their way to become a middle class family. My aunts and uncles, um, all seven of them are either doctors, nurses, accountants. They each have like this, you know, the, the normal profession. Um, and so growing up, I actually didn't know that I was a creative. I had zero idea because that's not something that was. I don't want to say allowed. But your hobby and your job are two different things. And it was never actually taught to me that you could love something and get paid for it. So I ended up going to school for accounting initially, and I absolutely hated it. I saw zero value in life 
I didn't understand why I was here. I was just going through the motions, right? Like right. you grow up, you get a good job, you get married, you have children, and then you repeat the cycle. Um, when Wark and I got married, he was military. And when we lived on base, I would do hair to make some extra income because he didn't get paid very much at all. But I was also in accounting mm -hmm. school. And as I was doing hair, of course, you have all kinds of people coming into your home. And everyone who would come in would make the exact same statement. Where did you get this stuff? And they were talking about the decor. And I was like, oh, well, you know, stuff I kind of made myself work. And I would go to the thrift stores on Saturdays and Sundays and make stuff that we couldn't afford. So we'd figure out how to make it and then we'd make it ourselves, you know, yeah. but not realizing that that was a, a gift or a talent. It was just us trying to get by. And um, a woman says to me, you should look into interior design. I had never even heard of that. I was like, what is that? And she says, you know, people get paid to design other people's homes. And I was like, yeah, but I got to go to my family with a degree. I, can you get a degree in that? <laughs> and she goes, no. <laughs> now, at the time, believe it or not, because this was like 1997-ish, design was fairly new as a profession. Right. Yeah. And so I started looking around and I found this little rinky ding school called the Interior Design School of Las Vegas. And I was like, I'll give it a try. But I was very adamant that I needed a degree. So I was like, well, maybe I can just get a degree in accounting and do this on the side. But I couldn't fit both schoolings in my schedule. So I had to choose one. So I chose design. My family was extremely angry with me. They were like, what kind of life is this? Like, this is ridiculous. I've never heard of such a thing. This really is stupid. But from the very first day I sat in that seat and I was introduced to what design was and how you apply it and how science and psychology is used to develop certain types of creation and make people feel a certain way. I felt something I had never felt before in my life. Like I felt a joy that I've never known. And from that moment on, I was like, everybody should feel this way. Like how do people have jobs that they don't like? And so I did that, graduated top of my class, ended up working for a firm called Yates Silverman. It was one of the number one casino design firms in Las Vegas. I ended up graduating with my um, bachelor's degree because that little rinky-dink school got bought out by the Art Institute. So um, um, by the time I got through my four years, it was the Art Institute, which is how I got, where I got my degree. And my okay. degree actually, it, because they were so well-versed, my degree is actually in interior architecture. So gotcha. I, my concentration was interior architecture and I mostly did commercial design. And so that's, that's feeling of going to work every single day and loving everything I do and actually thinking about my clients and my sleep and waking up early just so I could run to work and work and do things for them and present to them and make them excited about what they were getting. That excited me. And I felt that everyone should feel this way when they wake up in the morning. Yes. Everyone should feel this way when they go to work. And so I, we dedicated ourselves to making sure that our kids from a very early age understood what was of importance to them by discovering those things. Like I felt like had I known I could do this when I was three, four, five years old, it would have changed my perspective of life. And I wouldn't have just been walking life like a zombie.
Right. So right. that is really what shaped work and eyes like ability to say, look, what what do you need? We'll back you. Test it out, play with it. You know, um, when Sierra was little, who was our youngest one, initially she was, I mean, she still is very tomboyish, but she was always like skating and and bicycling and like doing all of these random things that it's like, who who does this? Right. Um, but she was she came in eighth on a ski team. Just things that I'm like, who does this stuff? <laughs> you know, but she loved it. And so we we always backed it. And somebody said to me, what would you, like, she could kill herself doing this stuff. And I said, at least she would die doing something she liked. Like, mm-hmm. why am I preserving someone who doesn't want to be here? Like, let her enjoy her life. God forbid she lose it. But at least it would be her doing something she loved. And we stand by that. That's amazing. So fast forward a little bit and we'll move on. But now, so Sierra, who is known to the world as DJ Beauty and the Beats. Yes. And I want to give credit where credit is due. Let's talk about her a little bit. What has she achieved since then? And I know Zara was actually um, also a very popular makeup artist. So yeah. Yeah. DJ Beauty and the Beats, um, she has come a long way. And, you know, she's, when she started at, she, she made mention of wanting to do this at six. And initially we were like, oh, that's cute. You can do that when you grow up. Because we had not yet understood how that world even works. Um, right. She was like, no, I think I could do this now. And so, of course, we started investing in the, you know, um, equipment and, and finding her mentors. Um, she started doing boys and girls clubs by the time we moved to DC, which was only about, well, she, she started asking for this at six. By the time she was eight is when she actually went professional. Um, then we moved to DC when she turned nine. So within two years of us being here is when she got called by the White House to perform for the Easter egg roll in 2014. Um, so, since right. then, so much has opened up for her. And so she's been on television and she's uh, done some campaigns with Abercrombie and Fitch. And she was on My Super Sweet 16 MTV. Like she actually has her own episode. Um, she is the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team official DJ. Um, now, fast forward, she is 19 years old, um, has traveled to <laughs> my baby. Listen, I met her when she was 15 and now she's 19. Oh, 19 years old. Um, And now she has been communicating with folks who work in television who want her to produce music for film and and television, for film, television and and TV shows. And so um, that's where she ended up changing her um, path from engineering to music production because the demand was there. And so what a blessing it is to just be sitting at home minding your business and people are coming to you about, you know, what they'd like for you to do for them without you ever advertising such a thing. Um, and so that is actually how the brand amplifiers, which is what we do now, was yes. born because we realized that our children are older, they're spreading their wings. You know, so we don't have to be there for every single moment of their lives anymore, although we, we still are, but it's not the same. You know, they're adults. 
And it was like, wow, we should really do this for other people. And we had not really understood how we wanted to do it. Um, but God just works in, in crazy ways. Like as we were making this transition, people were calling us saying, hey, can you help me with this brand? And we were like, not yet, because we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with our lives. <laughs> and we just kept getting phone calls. And we're like, can you just like hold on? Because we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with our lives. And Warwick was like, that's it. That is what we're going to do with our lives. And I'm like, what's it? And he's like, we should start a branding agency. We're going to help people do what we've been doing all along. Right? Because in the midst of helping our girls, within those 10 years, we've worked with casinos. We've worked with so many brands that we've had friends that work there. And I was like, oh, my God, you're really good at this. Can you help me with this? And we had just, we've worked with so many celebrities. Um that have just hit us up because they heard about something or they saw us somewhere and they're like, Hey, you did this. Can you help me with this? And we're like, sure. We've helped people with photo shoot um, strategies of like making sure that their brand is on point. We've helped people with their Instagram. It's just been crazy, but it was never something that we were like, this is what we're going to do. So until it was time for them to spread their wings and we started to realize how people were coming to us to do this anyway, all we had to do was put a name on it. And that's right. how we amplifiers. Awesome. So I know that you have, you know, personally pivoted in things too, but what have been some of your challenges along the way of getting to this? Ooh. Um, so we, we talked about, you said that you, you invited me because it's like a, a lot of women kind of like struggle with what do I do next? Um, that was one of the challenges, right? It's like I have spent 23 years of my life for my kids. So now they're leaving. What do I do? They're like all I've known for so long. So it's like, what what am I going to do? What are people going to trust me doing? I think my biggest challenge was myself, right? And just trying to figure out how do I collectively put in place all the things that I'm really good at and then making a business from it. We mm-hmm. all have, I said this before, something really, really special. And we communicate that thing that's special to people differently. Understanding how my story immediately attracts a certain audience. And making sure that my voice helps other people um, for a while, that was like a struggle. And sometimes you need to hear it audibly outside of yourself. Yeah. Right. It's like, sometimes we're saying we can do it, but our actions are not, we can do it. Right. Like I know that I can get on a treadmill, but will I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so and I think what is interesting about that is we we're talking to right. some friends and she said, um, she, she asked me a question and I said, you know, I just really want people of color to come together and grow and learn from each other and start to create empires that do not like we don't need to be in competition with each other. And I really want to show people how to do that. And she said, you don't have to show anybody. Just be the example. And mm-hmm. that meant so much in that those tiny little phrases just to be the example. 
Because here I was trying to figure out a class or trying to, you know, how am I going to do this? And you have a million things going on. And she was like, just do you. And everything else is going to fall in place. And so being that all I had to concentrate on was me, everything else became easier because now I'm developing the system. And so to answer your question, the challenge, the biggest challenge was myself. Just believing that I could do it and then doing it. Yeah. And I remember you and work were there when I, I made the decision to transition and yes. just worry about myself. So, you know, <laughs> I completely understand. And um, I have to be transparent and say that you all actually gave me a, a little help with kind of getting out of the nest and, and being there to cheerlead me. So I appreciate oh, that's that. Awesome. That's awesome. That is so good to Absolutely. hear. Absolutely, You guys are so special to me. And, you know, I don't talk to you all the time, but I, I, I always want you to know how special you and your family, your kids are, you know, I love you guys really do. I really do. Oh, thank you. That is so, and we love you too. So thank you so much for sharing that. That, that to me is like the, the bigger picture. It's like when people say, yo, you inspired me to do this. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, like I have this thing that I say to work all the time. It's like at the end of the day, I just want to know that when I stand in front of God, that he's like, well done, you know, yes. it's like, I just want to know that it's like, we all have that special something. And I just want to know that I'm using it to the best of my ability and that people like yourself will spread your wings and do exactly what God intended for you to do because it's in you. You know, and a lot of times a nine to five is somehow our validation. And it's like, it it means somebody thinks we're important. And it's like, I I was helping my mom with a sermon the other day. And I, it was about like the, um, all the attributes of God. And we just took it from um, Genesis 1-1 when he created the earth. And one of those attributes that we never talk about is confidence, right? He said, I built, you know, let there be light. He looked at it and it was good. And then he moved on to the next thing. He didn't say, so what you think about my light? <laughs> <laughs> You're so right, Takesha. Oh my goodness. He didn't. He did it. And he looked at it and was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> or she, right? right? Looked at it and was like, oh, this is, yeah, this is good. Let yeah. me keep rolling. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's like, and, and I still do it every once in, a, once in a while. I'll create something and I'm like, so what do you think? You know, and it's like, God, we don't, we are little G, but we're gods as well. So yes. it's like, just do. Look at it, know that it's good and keep it moving. You know, we don't need the approval of others. When others come and they're like, yo, that's dope. Thank you. But you should know that it's dope first. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, this this podcast is about my love of of marketing and the people that are in my lives. And I like to say random conversations, ideas, right? And reviews. Right. What kind of tools are you using to market yourself or maybe even a tip that you can give on what you're using to help your clients? Okay, that's a good one. Um, I mean, obviously, everybody's going to be different. But I will say my number one tool is Instagram. And the reason for that, and I'll give two tools, because I think people are already very familiar with Instagram. Um, But the thing about Instagram, I'll say this. 
when we were working with DJ Beauty and the Beats, 80% of our income came from Instagram. People are always like, oh, how do you monetize Instagram? So 80% of our income came from Instagram. And myself, Warwick, DJ Beauty and the Beats, and Zaria, we all ate off of that, uh, off of DJ Beauty and the Beats. Like the, out of the four of us, we didn't have to go get a job. Right, we right. all operated for DJ Beauty and Beats comfortably. Um, so what does that mean? We provided, you know, people are typically trying to figure out, well, how can I grow my followers? You need to pivot that and think, how can I benefit my followers? Mm -hmm. And once you stop thinking about yourself and make it about servanthood, you will find that people follow you because you're providing something of value to them. Yes. Instagram should not be a look at me platform. And because we pay a lot of attention to a lot of the influencers, we think, oh, I need to post a picture of me in my bathing suit. Oh, I need to post a photograph of me by the pool. I need to post a photograph of me eating this amazing food that I can't even afford or this lovely outfit that I'm about to give back tomorrow. Like, stop. Right. right. This is about how you can create value to your current audience, even if it's just a hundred people. Mm -hmm. And everything you share, you should think, when I share this, is it something that is share worthy? Will someone look at it and go, oh my God, I need to tell a friend. And if it what you're if what you posted doesn't have a shareable um, piece to it, then it's not valuable enough. Does that is that yeah. pretty good? Yeah. You understand that? Makes a lot of sense. Right. Makes and so that's how you grow platforms is it should not be about you, but it should be about something that provides value to the person on the other end. And once mm -hmm. you can master that, that follower base grows and then becomes easier for you to monetize. Right. So that would be um, my number one tip. My number two tip is we use a tool called Canva. <laughs> I love Canva. Everybody doesn't know about Canva. Mm -hmm. So Canva is one of our best friends. We take her out the toolbox every single day. <laughs> um, and so I would definitely tell everybody to check out Canva. You could learn so much from it and it will help you with your Instagram posts. It will help you with, we do it for vision boards for our clients. Like every time we take on a new client, we um, have like an inspiration board for them. And that's how we develop our creative strategy for them. You know, what their brand should look like, feel like, sound like. And we start off with a vision board. And, um, and that creative vision, we actually use Canva to create. That's what we use it for. But we also have clients that are in the clothing industry. We have clients that are professional speakers. We have clients that are coaches. We have clients that are doctors. And they, we've shown them how to use Canva for their particular industry. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in, Canva is a very useful tool. Canva.com. And I wish I could say that they paid me for that. Right. I know, right? Right. And they've grown so much. I, like, I remember when they first came out, it was cute and it was great because if you're not a Photoshop graphic designer right. type person, which I am not. Right. 
um, I was like, oh God, thank you. This gets the job done for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they've grown like tremendously. I don't know if you can see my shirt that I'm wearing, but it's, I said what I said, which is my Oh, new I like it. Yes, and this actually cre was created on Canva. Nice, nice. So that's my new my new phrase. I said yes, what I said. Okay. Hashtag unapologetic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, so Canva has come a long way. So what do you see next for you and the brand amplifiers? What's coming down the pike? Oh, geez, we're so excited. So um, we're like brand doctors, right? Um, a, a lot of times what we notice is the people that come to us have a great business strategy, but they're not creatives. And that's where we've come in because we are definitely creatives. We see the bigger picture. The reason it's called the amplifiers is because we can take something super tiny and amplify it. You know, we've been doing that for years. Before DJ Beauty and the Beats was DJ Beauty and the Beats, we made her much bigger than she was. And we told her, don't worry, you'll grow into the shoes that we're buying for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, she would hear me talk about her in an audience and go, why did you say that? I don't even know how to do that. I was like, don't worry, you'll figure it out. You know, and she was like, but you hired me to do something I can't do. I'm like, yeah, but it's not until like a month from now. So guess what? You have a month to figure it out. You know, and so we've always, always, always done that. And even when I got my very first design job after working for a corporation for, I was only with that corporation about nine months when um, one of the largest churches in Las Vegas, Mountaintop Faith Ministry, contacted me and asked me if I would help them build their new multi, um, it was a, I don't remember what it was called, but it's like their new facility. And yeah. I was like, sure. Mind you, I had just graduated school nine months ago. Oh and my I was goodness. like, sure. You know, and in my head, I'm thinking, can I do this? And literally, I was like, God, please work this out. I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that I've learned enough from school and the nine months I've been working for this company. Um, so I got to figure it out. And so I went to my boss and I was like, I need to see a, a contract. And she was like, why do you need to see a contract? Of course, she doesn't want me to see what I get paid, what she gets paid for me. Right. Of course. But I was just like, I need to make sure that I'm giving this client everything that you promised him. And I need to see it verbatim what the terms are so I can better understand the deliverables. Yeah. She gave me the contract. I was like, great. Copy paste. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and I signed the contract with Mountaintop. I worked with them for four years and I was making about five to six times what I did with my job. Wow. And it was like, wow, this is incredible. And then not only that, when I was done with them, they were so pleased with the work and the level of professionalism that I provided that they gave me two celebrity clients. Wow. The front door. <laughs> You know, but all that to say, it's like a lot of times we don't really understand the power that we have and how much more brilliant we are than what we think about ourselves, you right. know? And so, but we got to take chances on us. A lot of times we'll take chances on everybody else, but ourselves. This is true. This is yeah. true. So last thing, where can people find you on the internet? Woo where, where can they find you if they want to get in touch with you? I know you got social media and all that. I know. 
So I'm going to say this. So the first thing is um, go to the brand amplifier. Sorry. Um, and why, why did I just, okay. So the brand amplifiers at gmail.com is mm -hmm. one of our emails. Um, the other is upgrade me at the brand amplifiers.com. Okay. So upgrade me at the brand amplifiers.com or the brand amplifiers at gmail.com. We answer to both. Um, okay. Right. So the brand amplifiers, we, dot com, we actually haven't even put up yet. So we wow. started this in January and then March COVID hit and it's been just like crazy town. However, oddly, we've been getting clients by word of mouth. That's the best business then. It, it is. And it's incredible, almost to the point where I can't even believe it's happening because every day there's somebody that's like, oh, so such and such told me about you guys. Can you help me? And then we'll put together a proposal for them and, and have a conversation. Um, so, but the email is a very, very best way. Uh, we work with um, personality types. We work, work with coaches. If you were trying, we have clients um, right before I got on the phone call with you, we were working with a client who he's in the food industry, but he's not exactly sure what he wants his brand to be. So funny thing is he came to us and he was like, I got your proposal. I'm ready to pay. And we're like, pay for what? And he says for you to brand me. And I'm like, but you're not ready. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, let's have conversations about what exactly we're branding i don't want to just take your money i want you to be a hundred percent satisfied with what you're getting and for us to yeah. do that you have to know exactly what we're branding so let's have those conversations first um and i say that to say for us it's not about the money it's about the work and we're really right. excited about seeing us win and mm -hmm. that means you have to have strategy yes Yes, absolutely. Right. So, um, so yes, those are the two best places to find us. Um, you can also find us personally on Instagram if you go to um, our Instagram at the Round Trees. The Round Trees, yes, the Round, the round Trees. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. And you're you're working at now. Wait, you're 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 going in and out. Say that again for me. I said you're working on a TV segment as well? Yes, 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 yes. And so there's a little something very special about the brand amplifiers. And one of those things or one of our strategies is to create a television show, reality show, for at least 50% of the brands that we work with. Love it. So part of us amplifying their brand is creating a reality show that is based on what it is that they do. And so we've been in the midst of that for quite some time. Um, and then we have our own thing happening, which is the, the round trees and what's that, what that show is about. It's just how we go on our daily lives, right? Like how do we create all of this stuff? So many people ask us, how did you do DJ Beauty and the Beast? How did you work for this person? How did Abercrombie get a hold of you? How did, yeah. and it's like always creating something so valuable that you don't have to look for business. Business literally comes to you. Yep. Understood. Understood. You know, That's that is your your story. Just so we help people tell their stories. And so the round trees is us telling our story, who we are, what we do, 
what happens on a daily basis, who we ran into today, how we help them, you know, just things like that. Cause it's, it's just really cool. And so many people have been asking us for so long that we're like, you know, we should do this. Gotcha. Well, I like to end this show with something that I call rapid fire. And I okay. ask three or four questions. And of course you answer with what comes to the top of mind. Are you okay, okay with that? Yep. All right, let's go. All right, rom-com, thriller, or adventure? I have to choose. Yep, thriller. you got to choose. Thriller. Thriller. thriller? Yes. I did not have you pegged for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. People would be surprised to know what about you? Hmm. People would be surprised to know what about me. It depends on who you talk to, but that I'm not a people person. Yes, I absolutely would be surprised to know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably because we just clicked from the time we met. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. just really don't like people like that. <laughs> Fair enough. And, you know, a lot of people who are out there working with people are that way. They're, they're yeah. extroverted in their careers, but introverted and not a people person in their real lives. Right. So I get that because I'm the same way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm not alone. <laughs> no, you are so not alone. Right. And I'm glad because most people don't understand that. But all right. Here's the last one. Um, what's your guilty pleasure? This is going to sound horrible and I cannot believe that I'm going to say this in public. You're not ready for this. You're going to tell okay. me I need to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Uncooked rice. Like I will actually really? stick my hand in a bag of uncooked rice and like be like, work is like, why are you chewing rocks? And I'm like, I don't know. There's just something about it. <laughs> Uncooked rice. So no. do you like eat it by the cups? Like <laughs> no, because I can't. Um, but I will like put my hand in a bag and then I will like eat it. Like sometimes work is like doing laundry and he's like, Why is there rice in your pocket? And I'm like, But <laughs> <laughs> now I've gotta ask another question. So is it a particular is it like long grain, white rice, brown rice? What like is so there a particular it's kind? Long grain, it's long grain white rice, which is my preference. Yeah. Um, and I like it, like um, the one at Whole Foods is my favorite. The one that comes by the pound yeah. is my favorite. Um, I know, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never, ever heard anybody say that. Oh my I goodness. Know, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. My kids, like when they're at the house and we're watching a movie and they're like, oh my God, mom, with the rice, please. It's <laughs> not popcorn, but rice. I cannot. That's so, so I funny. Sometimes. I have to go outside and eat it. <laughs> oh my God, Takesha. Oh, all right. Wow. Okay, yes, that was not I don't think I was expecting any of your answers today. So thank you. But I'm thank you so much for being on the show. 
this has been so much fun and I'm so glad we were able to catch up. Yes. And when things slow down and change in the world, um, we definitely have to make sure that we get together because my baby is 19 now. I can't believe that. It's been like four or five years. So I've not seen you guys in at least three. Wow. That's so, crazy. It wow. feel like that because we're always in communication somehow. So yeah, that's true. That's mm -hmm. true. But I have not laid eyes on you in person in three years. Well, so we've I, got I to make that happen. The next time, even though there will be no camera, I will be camera ready. <laughs> yes. Come through, queen. I'm yes. ready. Today, I apologize to all of you out here who have to see me like this, but I could not pass it up because I did not want to cancel. I was not ready, but I realized that my voice mattered more than my face. Yes, and your face is beautiful all the time. Thank so you. There you go. <laughs> all right, give my love to everybody. Thank you Thank again. You. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Have Stand a good by. one. Bye. You too.